Hi, and welcome to my podcast episode, On the Grow. I'm Grace Lee. This is the second episode into the series called Dear Diary Series. If you're new here, I launch my podcast episodes in different seasons that focus on a certain topic. For this season, I was inspired by one of my favorite hobbies, writing. One of my oldest passions that actually kickstarted all of this. Blogging on the internet that overlapped with my love for photography, to content creation, to eventually owning a social media agency and having a podcast. In this episode called Dear Diary, what is it about age that makes people hesitate? I talk about the numbers game in relation to age, the truth about age in our adulthood, and why we shouldn't let age define who we are. Before I dive into today's podcast episode, let's do a life recap first. Remember the previous podcast episode where I shared I had marked a goal date on my calendar this month that scared me? Well, it's time to expand on what exactly that goal was. If you follow me on Instagram, you probably got the overview of what happened, but I'll share the extent of what went down this past weekend. You know, I have been replaying this past weekend over and over in my head this week, simply in awe of this beautiful testimony. My boyfriend and I signed up for a four-mile race this weekend for Super Bowl weekend, and this was the race where I had set really tough goals for myself, and it was a thing that was making me nauseous and nervous just even thinking about it. But to rewind, I was really excited to go into this race because my boyfriend Bobby had moved up in corrals, and that meant we would both be standing next to each other at the start line. For now, Bobby emphasized as we headed out the door for the race. He looked over at Pepper and Luna, my two cats, and said, Girls, when mommy comes back, she'll be in Corral B. I was queasy all morning. The nerves were hitting, even as we were out the door and getting a nice warm-up in. As a social media strategist, race strategy is one of my favorite parts of running. I already had my race strategy replaying over and over in my head. I knew the course like the back of my hand. When the horn went off, so was I. The start of these races are always packed, but this one, we were packed like sardines. I knew that I couldn't waste even a precious second here, so I weaved in and out of people to find my rhythm and flow. My watch read a 6.47 pace, and I also knew that the nerves were making it really hard to slow down. Something I have a tendency to do at the start of a race is go out way too fast. And again, I knew the first mile would consist of the three sisters, which are short and small incline hills in Central Park, so I couldn't exert too much energy already. After the mile one marker, I started easing up, I kept the pace still consistent with a sub-seven pace, but this is where I felt more comfortable and relaxed. Mile two was the easier part of the course because it was mostly downhill, but this is also where I needed to pick it up 
in order to reach my goal of beating a time of 27.58. I glanced around and saw some other fellow runners that I knew, but I didn't have any time to glance over and shoot them a smile. I needed to focus. Start picking it up, Grace, I mentally told myself. And before I knew it, I was cruising. 6.33 pace. It's coming. I know it's coming. I started to get anxious again, because right at mile three was the dreaded Cat Hill. For those who are unfamiliar with Central Park, Cat Hill is one of the big hills on the east side near the Met Museum. I could see it from a distance, and suddenly my eyes locked on two girls ahead of me. Their form looked strong. I knew they weren't slowing down at the hill, so I trailed slightly behind them to make sure I wasn't going to slow down either. God, take me up this hill. Take me to the finish. Take me home. I managed to process these words over and over in my head, and before I knew it, I was already past the Met Museum. Now, in my race strategy, I had planned to pick it up again after Cat Hill for a little less than a mile to go. You're so close, Grace. This is where I felt it. The numbness in my left arm. Oh no. And then the stars. Black stars. I had to shake them away to focus. This was so painful that I wanted to cry. What if I went over to the side for less than 30 seconds, threw up a little bit, and then resumed? In the beginning, I had done everything possible to make every second count. So no, I couldn't afford to do this. I needed to justify that I had ran such a hard, uncomfortable pace for three miles already, and that doing just that would be throwing all of this away. I looked at my watch. Nope, I couldn't afford to do it. I kept pushing. At this point, I was passing the Guggenheim Museum. Basically, arguing with God that I couldn't do it anymore. My body was begging me to slow down. But then, this part is just incredible. I saw the finish line. I'm always someone who finishes strong in every race. There was no way I was going to just run in this same slow down pace to the finish. But did I even have the energy to keep going? You know what's so mind-blowing about God? Just when you're ready to give up, just when you have no more to give, God gives you a strength that the world cannot understand. I started thinking, God can literally move mountains. What am I afraid of? I stopped looking at my watch. I didn't need to know what pace I was running because my legs started to increase speed. Not just pick up, but sprint. This is where I'm still mind blown. How I had even more energy to give is beyond me. But that's who God is. I completely collapsed at the finish line, trying to catch my breath. I looked at my time. 
2741, and tears started to well up in my eyes. The volunteers rushed to my side, thinking I needed medical attention, but that's when I cracked a smile as I wiped my tears. No, I'm okay, I told them. These are happy tears. I reached my goal. And what's so fascinating is that I had visualized this exact moment weeks ago. In my dreams, in the shower, during commutes for work. And I was witnessing it in real life, right in front of me. The tears, the time. I will never forget this moment. It's one that reminds me to never underestimate God's love and his power. I think that's where I'll end the recap so we can get into today's topic. So here is today's journal entry. Dear Diary, What is it about age that makes people hesitate? For the longest time, I used to be ashamed to share my age. People older than me might think I'm too young and take advantage of it. People younger than me might think I'm too old and not be relatable. In my eyes, sharing my age would position me in a place that would either hurt or benefit me, so it was best not to bring it up. I realized that I associated my age to the notion of what people thought of me. And that was just it. As we get older, we start to see age for what it really is. Just a number. It has meaning every year as we celebrate reaching another number, but over time, the value of it just simply becomes another numerical symbol rather than it defining who we are. I've been looking forward to talking about age on this podcast. It's been a topic I've been hesitant to speak about, mainly because it's a topic that many people stray away from. Think about it. When we converse with others, it isn't a normal thing to ask the other person how old they are. In fact, it's actually seen as rude. I feel like age is such a taboo topic, whether it's in our career, personal life, Why do we stray away from the topic of age? Why do we define people for their age? What is it about someone's age that lets others judge them for their actions and character? Why do we decide that age is the thing that separates us from experience and knowledge? The reason why I never brought up my age with my career was because of the judgments I'd received from others. Society likes to tell us that the only way we can deem ourselves as knowledgeable in any career is by age. And it's true, to an extent. Age is typically equivalent to experience, but that doesn't mean experience trumps wisdom. If I've learned anything with the people I've worked with in the past four years in New York City, it's that age is simply just a number. I can't even count on my hands the amount of times I've experienced adults in their 40s, 50s, and even 60s who displayed the most immature attitudes and actions. It's mind-blowing. I used to think that someone who was older than me meant they were more mature, but time and time again, life has a funny way of showing me that that isn't necessarily the case. You know... One thing I really enjoy 
about working with various people in different industries is that I hear so many perspectives. I had a conversation with someone the other day, basically implying that she wasn't successful because she didn't have the numbers. A certain number of followers, a certain number of likes on a post. She claimed she was unable to start a business venture she was thinking about because it didn't make sense until she was successful. Now, the amount of times I hear that numbers dictate our worth is astounding. Sometimes I feel like we don't validate others because they don't have a check mark beside their name or a follower account to verify how worthy someone is. But here's the thing about numbers. Once we let a certain number or a certain letter define who we are, it never stops. We always want to move it up or down, depending on what the goal is, and the desire to get there does not stop. I let numbers ruin my life for so long. Eight years. Steady on and off, actually. The scale dictated my worth as a person. It determined my happiness. Even though the numbers were going down, it wasn't enough. It was never enough. This obsession would never stop unless I stopped. Those dark days where I felt like I was drowning every single day was determined because I chased numbers to define me. The numbers game is such an easy comparison I can make to anything in life. Age, social media, value, career, and so forth. When we let age define who we are as a person, we're faced with limitations that hinder our growth. I'm in my 20s, so I still have time to figure out my career. Or I'm in my 30s, so I have to know what I'm doing with my life, or else I'm a failure. You know, I wanted to write about what age really meant to me. As I'm growing older and nearing my birthday, I'm realizing more and more that age is merely just a number in the grand scheme of things. There are timestamps in life that we should still embrace and celebrate. There are markers that let us know where we are in our journey of life. But why hold yourself to a number? I see getting older and older as a notion of gratitude to the wonderful opportunities and memories I've experienced, and also a little nod to the exciting adventures that are yet to come. Your turn. What are your thoughts on age? Do you let age define who you are? Feel free to share with me your thoughts via email at grace at gracefullymade.com or send me a DM on Instagram at bygracely. Be sure to follow along and subscribe to this podcast on whatever platform you're listening on. Stay tuned and keep listening to the next episode where I cover another episode into the Dear Diary series. This time, I'll be talking about being in a different season of life. And as always, if you have any questions, feedback, or topic suggestions, please don't hesitate to reach out to me. Thanks for tuning in!